Welcome to Grounded Spirits Podcast, a place where we're exploring the spiritual side of self-expression. I'm your host, Laura Lynn, and today's astrology tidbit is that the moon is in Gemini. So what I'm going to do from now on is I'm going to start with like the moon signs and then like work my way up just to like add astrology to it, to like, the podcast. I think that that'll be like, super interesting because I really believe that by studying your own birth chart is one of the best ways that you can learn how to express yourself better. Um, and if you've noticed on my Instagram page, I am like really proud of myself that I have not missed one day of posting uh, my little question of the day that was derived from whatever was going on astrologically. And so, yeah, just to like allow you, just like give you awareness of the energies of the day and to use those energies to your advantage. So I decided to bring that over to the podcast as well, since they are connected. So like I said, today the moon is in Gemini when I'm recording this. Um, so, and even if when you're listening to this, it's not in Gemini, the moon will be in Gemini again. So the information is still uh, relevant. So um, if you have a Gemini moon, it's that you have so many ideas but you just like want to do them all but you can't and so like that's how it is like with your your feelings like the way that you feel about certain things like you're seeing like all the possibilities and you're trying to like evaluate like which one's the best one because Gemini's are very intellectual as well um but they have a hard time communicating it because they're like I want to but then there's like this other thing but then there's like always a but um, and I feel like that's kind of like how the day happens sometimes where you're like, okay, I, I want to get this project done, but oh wait, I have to do all these other things that are going on. And so by tapping into our true emotions and seeing like how, how do we feel um, in that moment, then that is how it will drive the day and to allow it to have that flow uh, throughout the day so that's something that I would encourage you to try to allow to go with the flow based on your emotions and the thing is is that a lot of like entrepreneurs uh, talk about how you have to like force yourself it's all about like self-discipline to like get your business up and running but I believe that you you can learn to trust your feelings, learn to trust your body, and then it won't let you down. But I feel like it's that trust. Like, if I allow my feelings to guide the show for a little bit, to like be the lead, will everything fall apart? And I feel like in the back of our mind, that's kind of what we think sometimes. But I'm here to tell you that, that no, like you have to be able to trust all the different parts about you and try to doing try doing that either today if you're listening to this right when it came out or the next time that there's a Gemini moon. So a little longer than I expected, but I think this is gonna be fun and I feel like we're gonna be able to learn more about ourselves or about others who who have a Gemini moon or any of the other ones. So let me know what you think about this little astrological tidbit. Um and now to introduce the guest for today. So before I do, I'm talking about Instagram and now posting every single day a new question based on the astrology. If you've noticed, I've changed like the look of it too. And so now it's more like starry and I feel like it looks just so much more pretty. And then it like really like nailed it down for me like the direction of the podcast like if you notice I got myself like a new like little tagline and I love it so much because I feel like it describes the podcast perfectly and now this part is also going to describe the podcast perfectly is that new graphic that I have on Instagram um where it's like the blue and the pink so it's like balancing of like the masculine and the feminine and then I go between the black and the white so that the yin and yang it's like all about balance and I feel like that's like what 
being a grounded spirit is about and then it's also like exploring the spiritual side of of self-expression so it could be like the side of like an iceberg like you're on like the outside or if you're like in the water side or it could be like a spiritual path where you're so anchored into the earth but you get to also like move into like the light and like go down this like other path um so anyway so this whole thing is like coming together and like really like nailing down what grounded spirits is and like what the direction of it and so now <laughs> coming full circle about the instagram thing is that i feel that i want grounded spirits we want to have a, a guest on and stuff or even if it's just me like how i'm doing right now just like talking because i used this is what it used to always be you know it used to just be me before i had a guest on um and so i do want to do more episodes of just me I, I enjoy doing these, um, but I also enjoy having guests, and so the feel, like, the vibe that I want Garden Spirits to have is if, like, the guest and I, or me by myself, or with you, the listener, if you're just, like, pretending for just a moment while you're listening to this episode, as if you're, like, laying in the grass, and the stars are out, you're, like, under a tree, and you're just like talking about like spiritual stuff, you know, like looking up at the stars. You could talk about like astrology. You could talk about like aliens. You could talk about like different timelines or like all of these like beautiful, interesting conversation topics. Um, But that's like how I want it to feel. I don't want it to feel like um, question, answer, question, answer. I want it to be just like more chill and of course it's going to come with practice because I need to be more chill as a host as well when I have my guests on. Um, but I just like wanted to just like let you know, I feel like I've always done that. I've always, sometimes I've overshared a lot of times I've probably overshared on this podcast, but, uh, I feel like it's important to, to share things because, sometimes like you don't know what anybody else is dealing with and if you have like one person like I feel like it's happened to me sometimes or like I'm listening to somebody somebody's podcast or something and it's like what like I do that too and it makes it like less weird if you're like not alone in something um but then I also like the whole reason I started this was to document my spiritual journey and like everywhere that it's taken me and so as I'm starting my business um I I want to like talk about that too. So I do want to introduce some like entrepreneur stuff um, on the show as well. But that was like my little, I was in a way and say all this at the end of the episode, but it all came out now, but it's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk to Kathy Nesbitt. She is absolutely incredible. You guys like the way that like her perspective on life and we even get into like the whole masculine and feminine like balancing like the grounded spirits kind of stuff like because she is a laughter coach and she's a worm farmer and so like the two don't seem to like go together but when you meet her when you listen to her voice in a couple of minutes hopefully not that long hopefully in a couple of seconds that um that yeah like she um she balances everything so well and so it's like really cool to see like how she expresses herself being balanced and still still being able to like live life to the fullest so you'll see what I mean uh, when you meet Kathy Nesbitt after the break oh and then someone messaged me because I like one of the first ones I was like oh I finally have a podcast uh theme song and I was like super happy with it like I was so proud of like everything that I had to work to make that thing and then when I re-listened to it it like sucks so bad and I was like I need to delete this ASAP and like bury it um and so on that episode I took off my vocals and just like have this song and the song is like like the like the actual like, beat of it like it's okay but I feel like it's not the vibe like it's a, it's a vibe but it's not the vibe for grounded spirits so 
um, I had to, like, scratch that whole thing, and then, this is what, like, I love about, like, spirit and everything, is that when you, like, stop looking for something, it's, like, when it finds you, and so, like, I was trying so hard to, like, make lyrics fit into that, like, beat that I made that I was super proud of, because it was really vibey, and I really liked that, um, but it didn't work out, but then now, the lyrics, like, have popped into my head, but I have, I don't, but I, I've tried to, like, make a beat, and I can't, and I've been, like, holding on these lyrics, so, I, like, I wanted to share, um, so I'm gonna sing it for you right now, so it's probably gonna be bad, but I just, like, really just want to get it out here, so, obviously, I'm still gonna keep working on it, and then eventually we'll have, like, an actual, like, cool theme song, but for right now, it's just a vocal, so here it goes, it's gonna go something like this, It'll be like, grounded spirits connected to... Nope, that's, that's, that's wrong lyrics. My bad, my bad, my bad. Okay. Um, grounded spirits exploring the spiritual path. Grounded spirits expressing our true selves. And like that, that's it. It'll just be like short and sweet like that. I'm like so hesitating on it because I have to like remember the lyrics um I don't have them, like in front of me or anything but I feel like that's like a solid start right so there you go that's the theme song and now Kathy Nesbitt hi Kathy thank you so much for being here on Grand Spirits podcast how are you thank you Laura I'm excited to be here awesome me too so there's so much to you that I just want to let it let you tell your truth. And so the first question is, how do you express yourself just in general? With laughter. <laughs> 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 Actually, you know, I find <laughs> sometimes people are are uh, find my energy jarring because I laugh just spontaneous. It's not it's not usual. It's part of my lexicon now. I just laugh. So that that definitely is how I express. And I didn't realize that it was off-putting until it was a podcast host that said in our discovery call that when I laugh, um, it, you know, we got to the talking part about um, how laughter is the best medicine. And he said, oh, you know, and and gave the bit of science about the laughter. And he said, oh, I get it now. He said, I found it jarring, your energy jarring when you just laugh like random. Yeah. What do you think that people would feel that way that that because I feel like laughter is such a part of being human so like what are what are your thoughts about because I've had the same thing when I laugh sometimes people ask me like why are you laughing right now or like stuff like that so <laughs> I think um this is kind of a, a maybe a depressing answer I think that laughter is being squished out of us because when you when people are laughing full on you can't control them that's so true wow Right. I mean, here we are. Ha 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 ha. Okay, take your places, everyone. It's time to start. Ha 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 And you're you're right. You're you're not even in your body when you're laughing full on. You're just out there, and you're just part of the cosmos when you're laughing, like full on. When you're laughing full on, you're not even present. So <laughs> that's a, that's a kind of a, a a sad answer, but it isn't because now we're coming to a time where we need this more than ever. You know, I keep saying that we have this global mental health tsunami. We we really are in it together, this mental part at least. Mm -hmm. And it was here before 2020. It's just bigger now because more people are affected. And so, I, so I'm being called big time to bring the laughter at this time. And I feel like, you know, being trained as a laughter leader and teacher now has given me permission to laugh more. It's like, laughter is the best medicine. I better take my daily dose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So with the laughter, how do you teach someone to laugh more? Yeah, beautiful. So laughter yoga is not about jokes or comedy because those are cultural, you know, like about two people or about a group of people or about somebody. So it's not funny for that person, at least, or that group of people that are being laughed at. So laughter yoga is just about laughing for the health of it, like literally just laughing. So as the laughter leader during a laughter class or laughter club, 
there's gentle movements. It's not doing yoga and laughing. It's it's the practice of the laughter and the practice of the deep diaphragmatic breathing. And so for those that are very serious, coming to a laughter club may be the last thing on their list. <laughs> like, what, you want me to laugh for nothing? That's right, for your health. And so if we can break through those people, those are the big wins because you get your people that are natural laughers and they come and it's fun and we all laugh. The ones that are serious and like, how can we laugh? There's all this, you know, crazy stuff going on in the world, climate change and the economy and war. And dot it all. like we could just list all these things. Um, and we say as laughter people, we, we're laughing because of all of those things. Otherwise, we're in our head, we're, we're scared, and we're stressed, and we're not breathing properly. So this really allows us um, the opportunity to laugh full on. And you need a club because, it, you know, laughing by yourself is not that easy. Even, even as a laughter teacher, I know the benefit and I know why I want to do it. Um, it's not the same as kind of doing sit-ups where you're like, okay, you're counting, okay, 75, 80, whatever boring and, and hard work <laughs> but you can do it you know you kind of have that gauge with laughing it's a little bit different yeah so laughing as a science now because how do we like to laugh is just being human but how do we laugh like you're saying earlier about like different cultures like we laugh at different circumstances but how do we laugh just for like the sake of it I guess is what I'm trying to ask um, because it's an exercise. So it really is, if we think of it as going for a jog or going for a walk, if we say, okay, I'm going to do my laughter yoga, um, which is laughing for the health of it. So it really is putting it on. And for during the club, there's clapping and chanting. When we're clapping, we're clapping palm to palm. So we're activating the meridians. And it also primes our brain. So when you come to laughter club, the mantra is ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. And it just reminds us it, it's that uh, it's that patterning that we get in our brain. Like, oh, as soon as we start going, ho, ho, ha, 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 our brain starts secreting the love drugs, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphin, careening through our, our veins, and we get ready for happy time. Like, we're like, oh, it's time. To, oh, ho, ho, ha. And then it, we just, it's like we flick a happy switch. Hmm, I see. So it's kind of like you're, so you're inducing the happiness. So then the happiness can spread for like the other, the other parts of your body and stuff. Yes, absolutely. And, and, you know, it, it isn't jokes or comedy and the brain or the body doesn't know the difference between real and simulated laughter. Mm -hmm. The brain does, right? The brain's prime objective is to keep us safe and to conserve energy. So it goes the known route, which is why we, when we encounter something that is known, our brain's like, oh, I know how to say family. Like we go to a family function and it's like we get triggered right away because we know we know what to do in those situations. Like, oh, we get the button pushed, the button gets pushed and we get triggered. <laughs> right. We react or whatever we do. Mm -hmm. So laughter kind of interrupts that pattern. So rather than going into the negative piece, we can retrain our brain to to spiral up instead of spiraling down. Mm, I love that. Yeah, mm. spiral up. Interesting. So when it so back to what you're talking about with real laughter and simulated laughter, do you think that by simulating, like it's like the practice, like kind of like we were saying with the sit-ups, do you think that that would make us laugh more in general too? I do. I, I absolutely do. You know, I've been laughing since 2012, really laughing since 2020. Um because we needed it. I needed it, right? We got shut down and I'm in Canada. We were locked down for a very long time and, you know, the unknown, like what's happening. So June of 2020, I didn't have a laughter club before that. <laughs> Cause I said, when I got trained as a laughter leader, I said, universe, I don't want to have a free club because I do enough for free already. So I kept getting paid gigs. <laughs> you get what you ask for. And people kept asking me when I want to come to your laughter club. And I said, I don't have one because I keep getting paid gigs. Um, how fun laughing all the way to the bank. What fun. <laughs> and make it helping people feel good. Like it's really a beautiful thing. Um, and then 2020. So March, April, May. And before, before 
2020, I was doing a lot of a lot of in-person events between 100 and 200 a year. You know, I was that hamster on the wheel, like, OK, got to go here, got to go there. I'm going, going here. Look at me. I'm busy. Um, no, look at her. She's so busy. Like, wow. what a, It's not really a badge, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we took it as such. I yeah. mean, it seemed like, oh, wow, they're so busy. There's no idle time over there. Yeah, it's not it's not so great. I don't think it's a um, a badge. And I think that all of us during this cuckoo time have hopefully taken time to reflect. Like we've had almost three years, well, three years. Yeah, almost three years uh, to reflect on what is important. What do we want? What do I what do I want in my life? And I I know that I wanted to start my club because I needed people. So I started my online club. It's it is a free club. I have my free offering now. Um, Every Tuesday, 9.30 a.m. on Zoom, 30 minutes, super fun self-care. And I incorporate tapping and brain gym and other healing modalities. And my objective is really just to help people get out of stress. I have no, um, like, I really want people to come. I don't put them in a funnel. I don't follow up with anybody. If you sign up and you don't come, I don't be like, well, where are you? (laughs) You know, I just, just come or don't come, that's fine. Um, I don't have any... Um, any attachment, let's say that I really just want to serve. This is my my piece to give back, and and I'm always learning. I'm a, I'm a I love learning new stuff, so I'm always attending uh, summits. And there's so much free information online, so I'm always learning. So then I can come to my Tuesday club with something fresh. Oh, here's something new, and nothing for everybody, right? There's no magic bullet. There's what, 7 billion people. I think we all have our preferences of what we like. So that's what I say when people come to my club. Just come, take what you want, leave the rest. You know, if something doesn't feel good, don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. So going back to um, laughter being um, like the, I feel like it's like the, the hero to stress being like the villain. So is Mm. it really like that kind of dichotomy where they will kind of like cancel each other out in a way. I love that. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm using that going forward. I'll give you credit the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's beautiful. You know, stress, we hear about stress all the time, how it's, you know, I mean, I think it's something like 90 something percent of our illnesses today are stress related. Um, So laughter is kind of the kind of the counter stress. Yes. Stress is the villain. Villain. We need a little, little bit of stress to get us going, but certainly not how we're operating today. You know, our amygdala, the stress center of the brain, has not evolved. So when we go into stress all the time, <laughs> um, our brain, like our brain, thinks that we're in imminent danger, and we may not be. You know, if we've just missed the bus, or if we lost our keys for, or misplaced our keys, we're probably not going to die. Um, but our body acts as if secreting cortisol, we're not breathing properly. Um, and then our body needs to function that. And I'd like to give an example of, you know, if, if anyone has ever been so angry where they've shouted at somebody and they're just like, rah, angry, angry, those effects of that anger hang out in your body for hours. It takes hours for your body to get rid of all that cortisol and then kind of calm, calm back down. The opposite is true. If we're laughing full on, those effects last for hours, maybe even like for the whole day. And when people come to my club for the first time, I ask them to notice how they feel for the rest of the day. Notice how they sleep that night because our whole body is having a party. When we're stressed, we're not breathing properly. Our body, our brain requires 25% more oxygen than our, the rest of our body as an operating principle. So when we're stressed, we're, our body's not getting what it needs in oxygen. So for sure, our brain isn't. Um, so when we're, when we're stressed, we need to just um, stem the tide, which I think the practice of laughter helps us to do. Again, I've been laughing for two years full on. Every day, it's it's part of my health plan now. I laugh every day. I make sure I get my, my daily dose, as I said. Um, and I notice now that when I'm going into stress, you know, my body's starting to tighten up. Things happen. I'm human. Then I'm like, oh, I'm not breathing. I better... I better laugh. So then I'll just start laughing. Ha 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 ha. It is fake. 
it is put on. It's okay. Because our brain is like, oh, stop it. You look ridiculous. But the body's like, pew, pew, pew. Yay. Ah, keep going. And then I can come back to myself. And I, I will give another example now that we're out, out and about again. <laughs> out and about. <laughs> People say, Canadians say that funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when we're driving, so I've trained myself now. If somebody cuts me off, it's not personal. We take it personal. Hey, what are you doing? So instead of getting angry, if somebody cuts me off, it's time. it triggers me to do my laughter yoga. I'm like, oh, time to do laughter yoga. So I'll flail my arm. <laughs> and the person is looking, right? We know if we've cut somebody off because we needed to get in there. It wasn't intentional. We didn't mean to cut them, but we had to get in. So we're looking in our mirror like, oh, sorry, sorry, buddy, I cut you. So they're looking. They see me flailing around. They think I'm angry. So they give me more space. So I actually get more room with my car. I arrive at my destination all relaxed and zen because I just did my laughter. So it's a beautiful thing. It's 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 um I would I would invite people to check that that one out. You yeah, know, rather than going into ourself, we come out. Whoa, that completely blew my mind. Instead of coming in, because then it's like the emotions that we need to just let them go through us. So instead of holding them inside, let them out. And we can do that with laughter. Wow, that's incredible. Isn't that? You're welcome. Yes. Check it out. It's really a, a beautiful thing. And it's a practice. It's not like you come to a laughter club once and you're like, oh, I'm cured. I don't need my antidepressants anymore. I'm done. <laughs> right? It's a practice where we have a groove and we get in that groove to our brain wanting to conserve energies. So we need to change where that groove is where so that it's automatic that we go into happy rather than going into sad. I, I believe our brain is primed for negative. And I could get back to the amygdala, the stress center. You know, it was to keep us alive. When we were out doing our hunter gathering thing, if there was a saber-toothed tiger, we needed to be aware of that. So that's what our brain kept us safe. But it hasn't evolved. So now it still thinks we're in danger and we're not. So um, I, I think that the the practice, so our brain is primed for negative, like ever get together with a group of friends and then somebody says a negative story. And then the next person's like, oh, you think that's bad. And then boom, there you're spiraling lower there. You're kind of really getting down into hell because everybody's now feeling really bad and they can't wait to tell their horrible story. And it's so instead of that, I say to people spiral up instead, stem the tide, tell them, please stop. Because once we hear a story, we can't unhear it. We've heard it. And then they want to tell all the details like, oh, you know, all the all the gory things. It's like just like the news. That's what the news does. It tells you the highlights. And then it's like, oh, here are all the gory details that you can't ever get out of your head once you see them mm -hmm. or hear them. So now I'm curious about like, why do why do you think? You said that, that the brain is primed for negative, but is that like why we want to hear about it? Is it to, oh, it's so that we can like get prepared of that, whatever negative thing that's going on so we can prepare for it, but there's no point in preparing for it because it's probably not going to happen to us. Is that? Yeah. I, I think it's to be part of the collective. Oh, that's a way of doing it too. <laughs> we don't want to be stand out. And you know, it's like when you're trying to change a behavior that you have. I often use smoking. I know it's a really old thing. Nobody smokes anymore. But if you smoke and you want to quit, your friends are going to do what they can to keep you in the gang. Because if you quit smoking, then their boyfriend or girlfriend or parents, somebody's going to say, oh, Joe quit smoking. So you should quit smoking too. So if you keep everybody in that same loop with you, um, nothing to change. We don't need to change. So it's, you know, it's, just like limiting beliefs, if we doff our limiting belief, then we change, but then we change and the people around us either need to change or we need to change the people that are around us. Mm, that's true. We need to change the people around us to have more laughter. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. It's, it's, it's really interesting. It's, and I have a psychology degree, so I'm, I'm fascinated by people. I'm fascinated what drives people and why we do the things that we do that seem to be against us. 
And I mean, this is getting kind of woo woo, but I think that some of the stuff that we have is from, from our past. Like it's from not even this lifetime, it, it, it you mm-hmm. know, from another lifetime that we're not even aware of. No, for sure. And I feel like that all of that trauma, I went to this um, like retreat and they were talking about like generational trauma that gets passed down that sometimes like you, it's not even you from your past life. It's from like your ancestors past life that now is affecting you. And there's just so much to heal and that sometimes it feels um, overwhelming. So I love the idea of laughter to like laugh through it. And I saw this quote once that said, that learn to love the journey and then everything else like all of the goals will just be like side effects just learn to love being on this journey of healing yourself of bringing in laughter like you're talking about and yeah it's really beautiful it is so beautiful because when we're laughing we're completely present we're not thinking about yesterday or tomorrow we're we're not even thinking in fact when we're laughing full-on um I think I said at the beginning, we kind of get lost. We're just like in the ethos. And and when we're together laughing as a group, it raises us up. Our vibration gets raised, at least for that moment. Not It doesn't take away our problems. It just helps us cope better. So I recently heard um, when we laugh, we raise our vibration, which increases our creativity because it opens our mind right? It expands our mind so that ideas can pop in there. Wow. Yeah. That's right? incredible it's... too. Yeah. So like what, like you're, so this podcast is all about the mind, body, and soul. And I feel like the laughter like takes the mark on all three that when you're aligned in all three is when you're laughing or when you're laughing, you're aligned in all three. And then that is how you can grow. Like you're saying, like with the mind, opening your mind, bringing creativity, you grow with your body by let, getting out all of the, um, the, what are, what are, all the chemicals, the happy chemicals that you're talking about. The love drugs. Yeah. Yeah. And then with the soul, it's just like a medicine for the soul. Right. It connects us to our higher self. I believe that when we're laughing full on, it does connect us to spirit so that we can Um, receive the messages that we're meant to receive you know I think we spend a lot of time uh, comparing ourselves that's our society has set us up to look at oh what is that person doing over there what about me and social media has um, acerbated is that the word has increased that tendency because now we're looking at people's highlight reel like most people, every now and then you somebody will say something bad that's happening in their life. But for the most part, it's people's highlight reel. Like, oh, we did this great trip or we went on this thing and all this great stuff. So so you're looking going, oh, I, that, I didn't do any of that. Oh, what about me? And we get in all inside ourselves, but we're not meant to live that journey. We're meant to live the journey we're living and do what we're meant to do. And I, I turned 60 in, in 2020 too last year um you know and I feel like age is such a gift because as you get older you really do care less about what other people think and I I think that's my role here is to help younger people get there sooner I I think we really don't have to hit rock bottom like there's this whole expression that you got to hit rock bottom then then there's only one way to go but what if what if we didn't have to hit rock bottom what if we could get the message like midway <laughs> and then and then we can go back up rather than having to go all the way down? I, I really think that that's the gift in realizing that um yeah, we don't we don't have to struggle. Struggle is our our choice. I, I think that our our birthright is joy and like laughter and feeling good. Um, but we get stuck in these comparing roles where we're looking at the other people maybe our parents have put these unrealistic expectations on us they didn't they wanted to be a lawyer but they didn't get have a chance to go to university so here now it's now that's what they want for you um and i i know a lot of people who went through to become lawyers or doctors and they hate it their life is awful because yeah their their parents are happy oh they're so proud good for them um yeah we really have to live for ourselves. like of course not disrespect your parents um but we don't I don't think we need to do what everyone else says 
or what everyone else is doing. And that's a big gift that I've learned myself. And I'm like, I am different than other people. I don't plan like other people. I don't write everything down. I don't have lists. I, I just kind of, I'm intuitively guided. I'm, I'm completely guided by intuition. And, and I love that about me, but I hid that for so long because I didn't know, like, I was like, oh, I'm so weird. I'm so different than other people. Um, thank goodness. Now I'm, I'm embracing that part of me because that's me. That's the true authentic me. And I think that laughter has really um, helped me get here. Laughter has helped me laugh at myself. And, you know, like I said, I, I do all these paid gigs for laughter, which is so beautiful because money is just an energy. It's only an energy. We've, we've attached a, a lot of energy to it. <laughs> like we don't have enough or, you know, all these, all these things. But those, again, come from childhood and past where people say, you know, rich people are evil and money doesn't grow on trees. And the you know, one, th one thing that I heard the other day uh, about um, a reminder of something that was given to me as a child was the best things in life are free. So, and I took that one on. I'm like, oh yeah, the best things in life are free. And I was like, holy crap, if the best things in life are free, how the heck am I going to have a business? How am I going to expect somebody to pay for what I've my awesome offerings if the best things in life are free? Whoops. So that one's gone out of my my life. Like mm -hmm. I'm like, nope, that one's not one of my limiting beliefs anymore. <laughs> wow. Wow, that that one, that's a good one. <laughs> think more about that one. <laughs> right? I, I mean, it's just all these things, these uh expressions that get in our DNA. And they just become part of us and there are operating principles. But why we, I, I think going in and looking at why we have the things, why do we say some of the things we say? Where did they come from? And then changing what we say because words are powerful. Definitely. Yeah, so actually it's a great segue because I want to play a little game. So I'm going to give you a word and then just whatever's the first thing that pops into your head. So just mm -hmm. shout it out. So the first word is uh, creativity. Creativity. Uh, joy. Health. Wealth. Um, entrepreneurship. Freedom. Fitness. Health. Mental health. Ah. Uh. Uh, joy. Business. Freedom. <laughs> Gardening. Gardening. Oh, connection. Ooh, connection. That's cool. So could you talk a little bit more about that? How does yes. Oh my gosh. Well, it's the 20, 21st anniversary of my worm composting business, which is Kathy's Crawley Composters. Indoor composting with worms. Can you imagine wanting people to have worms in their house for 21 years? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So again, as a, as a, a, you know, an infinite learner, I love learning. So with my worm business, I realize that we are so connected when we've got our hands in the soil we're totally connected we're we're just like and i'm i'm doing this with my hands i don't know if it's audio and visual but <laughs> you know when we put our hands in the soil we are there there's actually antidepressant microbes in the soil so being barefoot in the soil in the soil which is called earthing um we're, we're really connected to the soil does connect us to earth's energy and to those antidepressant microbes so when we're working in the soil we feel happy and gardeners are the most um hopeful people most optimistic because you got to plant a seed and then you got to tend to it you got to water it maybe talk to it <laughs> weed around you know get all the plants that are trying to take over get them out of the way so gardeners are very hopeful and optimistic because you plant a seed and then it's not for maybe three or six months before you can get your harvest, before you can actually reap what you've sown. Um, so yeah, I think getting out in this, in the, get, 
getting out in the garden gets you connected to the soil and to earth's energy. You know, when we started wearing shoes um, hundreds of years ago, I don't even know when we started wearing shoes. I should know that <laughs> if I'm going to use this. Um, so I, you know, we, we, that disconnected us from the earth's energy. And that's when we started to experience all the health challenges that we're experiencing today. Some people never go barefoot and they never touch their feet, never touch the earth. And that's okay. I mean, I'm sure that, that that's, that's fine. Our body is pretty resilient. It's a pretty awesome machine. Um, but I would suggest that by going out and earthing every day, it's, it's a little bit more challenging in Canada in the winter, <laughs> not, not impossible, but just uncomfortable because your feet get cold. <laughs> um, it, it helps to reduce inflammation. Again, it helps us get centered, helps us relax, takes all the, the stress out of our body and helps us get present and opens us up. I, you know, I really would recommend spending 10 or 15 minutes every day with your feet, bare feet on the grass or in the sand. If you're near the ocean, like get right in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, so beautiful. Yeah, 100% agree. It's funny because growing up, I was loved being barefoot and my parents would always say, put shoes on, you're going to get hurt, you're going to get hurt. But I never listened. And to this day, I'm still always barefoot. <laughs> right? So that's the fear, 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 fear. So then some young people may take that on and then they're always wearing shoes. Right? So because they're, they're like, oh, their parents' voices in their head, if I, if I go barefoot, I'm going to get hurt. And then maybe some one time they did get hurt, they sp stepped on a piece of glass or a nail or something. And then their parents said, see, look what happens. And maybe they yelled at them, you got hurt because you were barefoot. And then boom, that's how that belief gets in there. And then just becomes part of us. And we don't even think about it again. It's just, it's just part of us. It's really interesting. I think that most of these limiting beliefs do come from childhood or from past, um, past lives. Um, yeah. And so we're, we're not even aware of them. They're, they're in there from, I think, I think they say that most of our beliefs are ingrained by the, by age seven. Yeah. I hundred percent agree with that too. So I want to know more about your worm business. So how did that start and all of that? Yeah, so so I'm located in Canada, just north of Toronto, so largest city in Canada. And in 2002, our landfill closed. And although we're a pretty large country, second largest in the world, uh, we couldn't find a place to site a new landfill. And, I, it, you know, I think governments are pretty short-sighted when it comes to coming up with solutions. They have a three to four year window, like to make their mark. And, you know, then they get voted out or maybe they have a two year or two terms, still eight years to to make a mark is not a big, a big amount of time when you want to make big changes. So although the the garbage trucks were dumping every day, you know, they're like, oh, we still have room for today's garbage. So we don't have to think about what we're going to do with when it fills up. Like they didn't even think about, oh, it's going to fill up one day. <laughs> and it did. So it had to close. So we didn't we didn't have the foresight to find a location before it closed. <laughs> that would be that would be really smart, <laughs> right? To think ahead. Mm -hmm. um, so we started to export our garbage to the U.S. A thousand trucks a week, Laura. Can you imagine a thousand trucks a week? Wow, it's 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 mind blowing, and it breaks my heart when I think about it. We're not doing it anymore, by the way. We found a place. And I had a solution. So what I'm proposing here is indoor composting with worms. Worms in the house to manage our compostable material, our food scraps and our paper. Um, this is a beautiful thing for large urban centers. So you think about New York or Toronto where there's um, small condos, like small living space. Is there a place for a composting unit? That's why, you know, some clever people have created composters that look like furniture. I have happened to sell one of those and it's like a stool and it's got two trays and you rotate the trays. Oh. Right. So cool. So for, for urban centers, um, it's beautiful. It's also a great solution for bear country 
or where there's um, wildlife that you don't want to attract to your backyard in doing outdoor composting. So this is a solution for everywhere. I do, um, uh, so it's so it's your food scraps and paper. We'll say like for the do-it-yourselfers in a Rubbermaid container. So any container will do. It's not the system that makes it work. It's creating the right environment. So food scraps or the, the bedding is your carbon. So your shredded paper, leaves, straw, cardboard, a little bit of soil, and then your food scraps is the nitrogen. The worms eat all of that and they turn that into, into black gold, into fertilizer. Their poop is, is the magic. And I started my business as a waste management tool. Uh, you know, I wanted to stop all that garbage being shipped to the U.S. I really thought how irresponsible as Canadians for shipping our garbage out of the country and not the people. I'm not talking about Americans or Canadians, but I, you know, I do a lot of school workshops and I say shame on us as, as Canadians for shipping our garbage out of the country. Double shame on the Americans for accepting our garbage for cash. Right. I mean, it's it's just a business transaction, but a really bad one when there's other solutions. And so I started my business thinking everybody needs what I have. And I didn't know that people didn't buy what they need. They buy what they want. And maybe they didn't want worms in the house. Oh, whoops. And we have this wonderful system or uh, this great system. It's not so great, but a system <laughs> where we put our garbage at the curb. And then the magic truck comes along. The garbage truck comes along and takes it away. We don't know. It's like it's taking it away. Where's away? It's all one environment. We only have one planet. So although we were shipping our garbage out of the country, it was still our problem. It was still my problem because it's still I still breathe the same air and drink the same water as as you. I mean, eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, so I I started my business um, and I and I. And I believe that's why I was put on earth was to be the headworm. I believe that's why I was put here because I have a way of, of educating people um, about this. Like I was afraid of worms before starting my business. <laughs> so I say to the kids, you know, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't like, Oh, what am I afraid of? I'll have a business in that. <laughs> <laughs> right. It, it, it was a process, you know, a, a few things happened, which brought me there. After starting my business, I realized the real benefit for, to doing vermicomposting is the black gold. You know, in North America, we have destroyed our soil. We have ruined our soil. We've made it chemically addicted. So, you know, I know uh, in the States, same as Canada, corn, wheat, soil, soy, corn, wheat, and soy dominate the landscape. Acres and acres of monocropping. That's not how nature intended so when we when we grow only one type of crop, we need to add a lot of chemicals. And anything that has a side at the end, anything that ends in a side means death. Right? Pesticide, herbicide, fungicide, all death. And it's not targeting just the bug that we want to kill. It kills all the bugs, just like um, antibiotics. They don't just kill, oh, that bug that's causing you trouble. It wipes out your microbiome. So then we need to take prebiotics and probiotics so that we can build up our. So this compost, the worm compost is so nutrient rich. It helps us. It's The worm compost and plants have this symbiotic relationship. So they're the roots of the plant. The, the plant food is right there. And I liken it to our immune system. If we have a strong immune system, if somebody beside us is sick, we may not get sick or not very sick because our immune system is that strong. I say if our if our soil is has a really strong immune system, the pathogens are always present, but they can't get in there and do damage to that plant because the um, the soil is too strong. The diversity is so great, which is what we need. We've destroyed the biodiversity. It's big. Can you understand why I had to add laughter? Because I have this heavy miss- mission of the of like solving one of the world's biggest problems, which is waste, our mm-hmm. garbage, and and now our soil. So our 
you know, taking that and, and it's, it's really heavy mission. People have this. And again, back to my psych degree, I'm meeting all kinds of people who were traumatized as children in the schoolyard or by a sibling after a rainy day, you know, they were chased around by a worm, <laughs> not by a worm, but somebody <laughs> holding a worm, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? So if you're traumatized by something as a child, you're not looking to that as a solution. Mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. like that's also like the education that we don't know, how how great worms can be to get like that that black gold you're talking about so yeah I we think don't know just like more about education I love that analogy that you had with the soil the immune system that if you have a healthy healthy soil then then every, and anything can grow and anything can creating grow. that mm-hmm. yeah wow feed the plant not the soil mm-hmm. awesome Okay, so yeah, definitely um, with the with the worms and the laughter and everything, and so it's so cool. And what just came to mind was that it's like a really beautiful balance of like the masculine and the feminine. So like the masculine is like with the worms, making sure they have the right amount of all the different um, like the nutrients that you're talking about, like with the nitrogen and all that kind of stuff. But then you have the laughter to have like that feminine flow. And so like it's really beautiful how you've taken these two things that don't really seem like they belong together and have like. <laughs> formed it in like your own body so that's like been super cool isn't it yeah that's what I feel like I feel like I'm I'm grounded because I have you know the worms which are keeping me down here on the earth and then the laughter is like it's high vibration you can't be sad and happy at the same time Hmm, interesting it's an interesting way to put it um so going along with that um with podcast grounded spirit so you have like the grounded part like the mountains that you have to be grounded but then you have the spirit so it's like the water here so I'd love to know how how you view yourself as being a grounded spirit yeah again I feel like you know I'm I'm always earthing so I'm I'm very grounded and I do um, a lot of things to make sure that my my energy is grounded that I am in my body I mean everybody love well not everybody but I love meditating and being in the fifth dimension and just like floating around and then I know when I come back I gotta ground myself otherwise you know otherwise I feel scattered mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so I feel like I I have both realms I've I've got the grounded piece with the worms and I do feel like I'm on earth I'm I'm down to earth kind of lady <laughs> and then with the laughter I it does feel like I'm I'm free. I can just like kind of float around and just just be joyful and help bring like I feel like I'm I'm this joy fair. I sprinkle joy around wherever I go. And the laughter has given me permission. You know, I used to be in my head a lot and you know wondering, oh, what are they thinking about me? Oh, I I when I laugh, I I have this big cackle and you know, it maybe, you know. <laughs> and 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 now I the laughter yoga has really given me permission to be myself, to just, just laugh full on. And, and if it makes somebody smile or, you know, makes somebody laugh, sometimes when I'm driving, I'll be singing. I'm one of those car singers. So I'm laughing, I'm singing full on. La, la, la. My windows might be open. That's fine. Um, and so I see people like laughing and pointing and that's good. Good mission accomplished. Right. I, they're laughing. I don't care if somebody's laughing, you know, laughing at that sounds rude, but because I'm a laughter teacher, it's all fine. You can laugh at me all you want because you're laughing because it's that thing about the mind, not knowing the difference between real and imagined laughter. So if you're laughing, you're laughing. Wow. So it's so interesting how you can change the way that you view things to make it into a positive. That's incredible. Um, but I wanted to ask earlier, you said that you're very intuitive led. So that's like very like feminine energy. So how do you, how do you balance it with the the masculine part to have, because you said you're not a person to write down lists and everything. And so what I, I'm, the reason I'm asking is because I'm that person that's always like writing lists and I want to be more intuitively led. So do you have any tips for that? Yeah, I would say trust yourself more just to know that what is what needs to be done will be done. Make shorter lists. <laughs> <Good point. Yeah. laughs> you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with lists. It's, um, you know, maybe maybe we need to get together, Laura, and we'll be one. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> yeah, I do feel like just intuitively guided. I feel like the people that arrive in my life are the ones that I need to see at that moment. And, and things do get done. And don't get me wrong, I definitely have um, that masculine side where if I'm challenged, I can become um, the challenger. I can be, <laughs> I can be, you know, I can become the adversary. I can definitely stand up for myself. And and I again, I think that comes with age and experience and and just wisdom. Knowing when you just trust yourself, then um, you know that all is well. When we know that that the universe has our back and all is well that we're only given what we can we can manage that and that's the truth it may seem like a lot at a, at certain times it's like this is too much i'm not i can't handle all this but you are but you seem to be <laughs> managing it right just at the time we get in our head so we need to just go into our heart more so i would say just trust yourself and 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 uh and you'll be led that's beautiful. Thank you. And so my last question is, is what do you think that the world needs more of? Oh, more laughter. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might more, say that. <laughs> worms and laughter. I think everybody needs to have their own little um, squirm of worms. Squirm is the collective noun. <laughs> um, worms have five hearts each. So they really are these incredibly loving creatures. They have no structure. They don't have any expectations and they don't even require any space you know they they come together and they're all supporting each other and supporting the world they do such an incredible transformational um service for the world they're the original alchemists turning what we call garbage into black gold (laughs) yeah because when you think about alchemists like transmuting energy and everything but then that it's like a natural thing it's not supernatural because like worms are doing it too wow that blew my mind. <laughs> mm. Yay. So beautiful. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with me and sharing all of your wisdom. It was absolutely incredible. Thank you. Oh, Laura, I love the name of your podcast, Grounded Spirits. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to share my some of my stuff. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. And that's it. So thank you so much for listening. If you want to learn more about me or Kathy, you can hit the link in the show notes. Everything will be there on the website. I have gotten so much better about actually posting the website. So, yeah, go look at, go look at the website um, and everything that I'm posting. You can find my key takeaways from the conversation. You can find some, like, bloggy kind of stuff there, too. Um, like on the actual episode for like the specific episode as well as any resources that we talked about. Um, but if you want to like check out the rest of my site, uh, go to grindedspirits.com slash links. There you can find everything else about me. You can find my books. You can find how to be a guest if you want to come and talk about how to express yourself. Like, um, I'm just like letting you know, uh, because I'm starting, I'm going to do like, I do like in rounds. And so I'm going to start looking for people to be on the show soon. So get those applications in if you want to be on the show and, and yeah, everything else is there. I'm going to be offering courses soon. So more on that really soon. Like there's so many cool things I just want to tell you all about, but I have to like hold off and like be cool for a bit. Um, but yeah, like, I'm really excited that, like, everything's, like, fitting together so perfectly now, and I really see, like, my career taking off, and so I'm really excited to, like, document it even more on here, and, and yeah, so if my story or Kathy's story resonated with you or you learned something in this episode, please give this episode a five-star review on wherever it is that you listen to your podcast, anything helps. And yeah, I hope that you have a spectacular week and ooh, next week you are in for a treat. Let me tell you, this conversation is like the epitome of just like laying in the grass and like staring up at the stars. 
it's we like break down like what systems are like getting deep deep into the whole masculine feminine stuff like like what it means to be a creative what it means to actually like express yourself to the fullest like just like mind-blowing stuff about things that we see every single day um and of course like it's the spiritual side of it but it's like very grounded grounded while allowing spirit to thrive so super trippy super cool you won't want to miss that one next week so with that said have a wonderful week and follow me on Instagram at Grounded Spirit so you can get those questions and affirmations about the energy that you're feeling that day, every single day. So like I said, I've been doing a good job about posting about that. So yeah, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Bye everybody. Bye.